Um, it's it's been brought to our attention by a reviewer on Spotify that we uh, we swear too much. Now we we genuinely appreciate the feedback we get from all of you, and and to be honest, this time we've got to hold our hands up. So I'd like to to take this opportunity on behalf of both of us really to to say we sincerely fucking apologize for this and that we mm-hmm. fully intend to stop being utter wankats right. and to and to start being just a nat fanny more professional from now on that's right hi there and welcome to episode 34 of the ad Got it wrong already. <laughs> the ADHD adult podcast. It's not going to be a good one. It's already started bad. I'm James Brown, not that one. And as usual, I have the scrotum shrinkingly awful responsibility to guide this crashing blimp of a podcast alongside my co-pilot, everybody's least favorite person, Dr. Alex Connor. Hi, Alex. Hiya. <sighs> Sorry. Hiya. Any yeah. reason for that one? Well, obviously, it's to annoy me, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. the question, yeah. the most rhetorical question ever. Anyway, um, I hate this part more than anything in my life. How are you, Alex? I'm very well, thank you, James. Yeah, as always, pretty good. Uh, been busy. I've lots of uh, communications from our wonderful <laughs> listeners. I've been sent a letter from Robert know, from Kidderminster. Really? He's yeah, prolific. he's prolific, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. He says, dear, dear Alex, I heard your podcast on the ADHD tax, but James doesn't pay his actual taxes. Thanks. Thanks, Roberts. One for the HMRC, I think. Brilliant. It's not Can wholly I... wrong. <laughs> no one checked. Can I read yeah. you a real message from a listener? I'd, please, ra- I'd rather you did. I'd rather you only did that in the future, to be honest. But yes, please do. Right. So a, a listener messaged us called Chris. Um, he didn't. Mes- he didn't message you, did he? he? He messaged me. No one messages you. Shut up. He says, "Hi guys, just wanted to send you a quick note. Thank you for the amazing and honest content you've both put together. I stumbled across and have flown through all episodes. Can't wait for the next one. I was officially diagnosed and prescribed my first round of medications last week. Congratulations." I did the clothes washing, drying, and folding all today. Fucking unheard of. Sorry, Spotify. You both, <laughs> along with the dextroamphetamine, but mainly you both, have made this journey for me an incredibly positive experience. So thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. That is absolutely lovely. Brilliant. I love those letters. Stroke messages. Please write in. As we now have an unbelievable 105 countries that have <laughs> at least one sacrificial listener to this and because the number 105 is coincidentally ever so slightly higher than James's IQ, <laughs> I, want to, <laughs> I want to say uh, obrigado e bem-vindo to our Brazilian stroke Portuguese listeners and Portuguese listeners. Hi to both of you. Thanks for that, Al. Your mashed up Portuguese has now probably lost us listeners in two countries. So, so well done there. <laughs> Moving on, as usual, this calamitous dog tod of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts. We dog choose a theme, dog. dog Todd. Yeah, we choose a theme. In the last episode, we had a special guest on with. There it says here, Alex's friend Tom Watson. That's right. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, and this week we're talking about a subject that actually we've been meaning to record for ages, but we've got ADHD because a lot of people have asked for it, and that is to talk about. Um, I've lost it. It's gone. <laughs> 
it's not it's not it's literally not in the script so um that is just, brilliant it is isn't oh, it? i can oh, i know from this order yeah, yeah it's it's on the bottom of the screen and that but obviously i was i'm struggling so yes we're going to talk brilliant. about adhd and autistic spectrum disorder or autistic spectrum conditions so shout out to evidence-based doula and roxanne and many others for suggesting that, that we cover this as usual the three really badly produced parts include some evidence-based psychoeducation our personal reflections on on ADHD and autistic spectrum traits, as well as autistic spectrum disorder. And then the third and final bit where we'll give you some incredibly useful top tips, mostly from me, Al, I'm yeah. sure you'll agree, on, on the area. So let's kick off. It's time for Alex El Mono de la Psicoeducación for our listeners in Spain, or plain old pig fucker for everyone else, to talk about... ADHD and autistic spectrum disorders. That's probably five fucks in the first five minutes, which is pretty much what someone complained about. So yeah. fire away, Alan. Okay. Firstly, James, swearing is neither big nor clever. Secondly, there is a lot of evidence that ADHD and autism spectrum disorder, ASD, commonly co-occur. ASD and ADHD are the two most common neurodevelopmental disorders in adults. And they've been found to have a high genetic overlap and natural co-occurrence. Okay, I'm using the word disorder here, and I'm using it advisedly. People with autism are not one voice, and some people choose to describe their autism, autism as a difference, some as a developmental disability, or some as something else. We are not the autism police, uh, judging words. James is, however, the fashion police. I, I, I kind of wish I was, because if I was the fashion police, you'd be utterly fucked. I mean, look what you're wearing now. Just a, is that a, like a polo shirt? Like regular six, quid from, six quid from Primark, is it? I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, anyway, get, <laughs> I don't know what that is. So, so getting back to what you've just said, it sounds like you're being a bit cagey there. Is that because you don't want angry emails and letters? Yes. Anywho, both ASD <laughs> and ADHD are reported to have had substantial increases in prevalence within the past 15 years. Now, this is probably because we now diagnose them more, not because they have increased particularly or because, you know, we've got mercury and vaccinations. It's, it's just that we look for them now because it's a problem. While some people argue that ASD and ADHD are part of the same continuum, wrongly, Research suggests that there is some overlap between the two disorders, yet there are enough differences sorry, to indicate that these conditions warrant separate diagnostic categories. ASD, like ADHD, is a childhood onset developmental disorder or disability. Also like ADHD, its diagnosis is dependent upon evidence of impairments, in this case impairments in social communication and social interactions, as well as persistent and restricted repetitive patterns of behavior or interests. About 1% of people are thought to have ASD. But if you look at the ADHD community, it ain't 1% anymore. One pretty large study found that 13%, one three, 13% of young people with ADHD were diagnosed with comorbid ASD. And a whopping 40 to 70% of children with autism spectrum disorder also have ASD, ADHD. Those numbers are quite big for you, aren't they? You normally don't go past mm. double digits, kind of 10, 11, 12, and you start to, to struggle because I know you've got 11 fingers because you come from your toxicity, but anything beyond that is, is a problem. Now, I get a bit con confused because you've mentioned <clears throat> uh, autism spectric, oh, fuck me, autism <laughs> spectrum disorder 
and but there, but there are other names, obviously. So the nomenclature, I do know big words, Alex. Yeah. Around this confuses me a bit. So can you clear that up? You get confused quite a lot, don't you, James? Mm. Mm. Right. So ASD is Autism Spectrum Disorder. ASC, or Autistic Spectrum Condition, is effectively another name for ASD, which we tend to use as that's its diagnostic name, ASD. So health professionals as well, they typically would say ASD. Some people prefer ASC because the word condition is less negative, I think, or feels that way. So we tend to use these acronyms now, don't we, generally? No, James, because acronym has to spell a word, like NICE, <laughs> NICE guidelines. We, what we use is abbreviations for ADHD. Oh, my God. Carry on. <laughs> so um, just for completeness, there's also the term Asperger's, you might hear. Medically speaking, the term Asperger's isn't used anymore um, in new diagnoses, partly because it's a form of autism now or ASD now and isn't used medically unless you're pre-diagnosed and choose to keep the term and partly because Asperger the man was a massive bell end. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> right. Sorry, James. Is it okay um, if I ignore you for a bit so I can actually get this section done properly? Yeah, um, I asked you the question, but what well, I'm just I'm just going to ignore you anyway. Please, please. Do. So there is an established crossover between, <laughs> between ASD and ADHD, but and it's a big book, James. Even without a formal diagnosis with both, it is pretty clear that many adults with ADHD exhibit traits of ADASD and vice versa. These are not enough for a diagnosis, but clearly can be challenging and even uh, distressing. ADHD often comes with social impairments. This might reflect impulsivity or hyperactivity, such as interrupting James or <laughs> responding inappropriately to people, James. <laughs> but they might also reflect more general social dysfunction. Don't. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> some of these issues, some of these issues we face, and, and you and I really do, don't we, James? These, some of these issues we yeah. face have remarkable similarities with ASD, with autism disorder, but they're not as profound in many cases. So, for example, using the brilliantly named eyes test, I like that. So people try to determine the mental state of someone from a photo based only on a photo of black and white pictures of their eyes. Those with, with ASD have the hardest time with this, but in studies, people with ADHD also have a deficit in doing it. It's just not as profound on average. Right. Also, low levels of reciprocal friendships, <laughs> another shared feature that, that, that between ADHD and ASD. We have a reciprocal friendship, James. I was about to say, do you, have you ever had a reciprocal friendship, Al? <laughs> this is one. ADHD and ASD seem to share overlapping and yet unique executive dysfunction and sensory processing issues. Mm. These aren't diagnostic in ASD, but are present in 90% of people. They're also commonly seen in ADHD with problems in auditory, vestibular, visual, tactile, sensory modalities. I've said this before. Um, your uh, your academic position was in science communication. I believe I'm right in saying, Alex. That's right. So is there any so, way you could explain those terms you just used? For human beings, just remembering that not everybody else has a tiny brain bouncing around in a massive moon-shaped head. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. They're just normal words, James. Just innocent words. <laughs> okay. So, so in terms of the modalities that we, we can struggle with, and I do as well, is auditory is just sound. Vestibular is the position and movement of your head. 
visual. I'm pretty sure even you understand that, Jane. And tactile means <laughs> yeah. re referring to touch. Adults with ADHD can become quite overwhelmed by sensory overload, just like in ASD. Right, well, thanks for that, Alex. I could say I could listen to you talk about this for hours, but that mm. would be bollocks. So we'll take a break now, and we'll be back in part two for some personal reflections. See you in a bit. We should call, we should call this podcast Five Fucks and a Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to episode 34 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. We today are talking about the similarity and differences between ADHD and ASD, Autism Spectrum Disorder, or ASD. ASD, sorry. Uh, in the second part, this is part two, we will talk about our personal reflections of this theme. Um, I should probably do a disclaimer about personal reflections that neither James nor I have been diagnosed with, with ASD. So we're going to talk about how it feels to us hearing about the overlaps and if we have any similar symptoms. James, yeah. can you kick it off? Yeah, I can. Um, so I, th I think my personal reflections aren't so much going to be, why have I picked that pen up? I don't know. Um, I aren't going to be, yeah, be so much about what we've, we've heard, but I, it's an odd one for me because I don't have many traits of ASD as part of my ADHD. And that, that for me should not be the focus of this podcast because you've written what parts of it for once but actually because of that overlap in symptoms there are definitely things that I can recognize so I can definitely become overwhelmed due to sensory overload if there's too much noise particularly different noises so if someone's talking and there's music and the television's on I, I you know Robert from Kidderminster stays with us every two weeks and he's 91 and he's deaf as a post so the television has to be on at defcon one and when it's that loud and i'm trying to do a bit of work because i want to sit near him and equally you know he's talking to to mrs adhc i, I can't it's just it's completely overwhelming i have to get out of the room um so, so noise is an issue touch tactile <laughs> over simulation i fucking hate being touched and that's quite a big one for me even by mrs adhd to be honest but especially by others. And the, the best example of this is that a few years ago, uh, Mrs. ADHD took me to a spa for a facial pal. And I, I, you won't believe this, but I've never, I've never had a facial before. <clears throat> and um, I went into this room and I didn't really know what to expect. And of course, Mrs. ADHD hadn't explained it to me. So I lay on the thing, bed, whatever it is. The milking table. On the milking table, yeah, in my knickers, covered up with a with a sheet. And the person giving the facial, <laughs> or the group of guys giving the facial, um, <laughs> um, didn't really explain the process. So, And I, I assumed, wrongly, that a facial would in, include my face, and therefore it would start with putting some kind of substance on my face. I didn't understand that it started with her touching my feet. And she didn't tell me. So the first thing I felt when my eyes were closed was somebody suddenly start massaging my feet. And what happened is I kicked her in the face. What are you talking about? A facial? Because, yeah, it's a particular type. It was an acid peel or something. And the whole thing is they're meant to start by relaxing you. So they start by kind of rubbing your feet a bit. She didn't tell me. And with the foot she wasn't touching, I kicked her in the face. 
I just oh, lifted my leg up and kicked him in the face because the shock. My fingers are going. Exactly. My body's going 50 feet. And I was so. Un, uh, it, it was just. I was so uncomfortable. It was just a gaff. Yeah. And I literally kicked her in the face. And whilst I do like hugging people, it's because it's on my terms. So yeah. I will hug people at home and goodbye because I'm in control of that. <laughs> I saw that little face, you bastard. <laughs> but if someone touches me and i don't expect it i am just it's spiders crawling over my body and i really can't cope with it and that these things kind of likely fit into traits of a of asd you know the issue with with over being overwhelmed by sensations um I, i've also noticed that if i feel like i'm in a really uncomfortable situation um and for some reason <clears throat> normally it's this comes down to my low self-esteem if i feel i can't walk away if it's even being around family I stim like crazy. You know, I I have to, I I I rock and I and I stim and I and I have traits which are, you know are associated with ADHD, but they're not diagnostic, but are sometimes also associated with ASD. What about you? Yeah, I, I like this one. I, I recognize a lot of traits that friends of mine who who describe themselves as autistic also have. In science, as you know, James, a lot of a lot of us have have ASD. Um, I don't know if it's more ADHD or not, but certainly ASD is a little bit more. I think. Yeah. Um, I think most ADHD people I know have thought about it before. I've wondered whether they have ASD traits at some point. My personal view, so don't don't write in because it's not science, is that the cause of my behaviours and preferences that look very similar to ASD are actually. ADHD and they're not two ends of a spectrum these two they're just similar I have rigid repetitive routines not because I'm uncomfortable but because if I don't then every fucking option's on the table I have the same lunch every day the same I have for years because if I didn't and I'm not having that lunch today so the other options might include an entire gatto or a flight to Ibiza instead of a ham sandwich so it's not because I'm uncomfortable, it's because the options are wild. Yeah. I, I have serious problems with, with hyperstimulation, especially photosensitivity, light, but and, and noise and, and t- touch and all those things and people. But in my case, I think my brain just doesn't know what to pay attention to and it, it feels painful. Well, obviously it doesn't know what, I've got ADHD. I don't think it's the same cause as ASD, even though it looks mm-hmm. the same. I, I'm not... I'm often not, James, socially aware. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good one, mate. I know. But I think think in my case, that's because I'm impulsive and overexcited. I can, in fact, easily and clearly read the cues. My brain doesn't care. So I I say or do it anyway. And then the shame and guilt and hatred. So I knew what to do and and didn't do it rather than just not, not reading them. I think that's the difference, but very similar. One of the things I'd just quickly like to talk about that's that's shared to some extent between ADHD and ASD is stigma. Oh, and yeah. I want to tell a story about three universities ago, back in back in the day, Al, when I was a young Oh yeah. Unhappy, in your forties, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in back in when I was in my forties, I sat on the ethics panel of a university, three universities ago, and there is um uh, this kind of apocryphal or, or myth i don't know if i've used those words correctly because obviously almost certainly correct, not in my experience yeah you'll correct me if i'm if i'm wrong as i usually am um the, the individuals with asd don't have a sense of humor and this myth is quite persistent and and, and an academic three universities ago had written an application to do a study where they wanted to test this theory 
and they'd written a series of jokes, 10 jokes, and they were going to read them out to people with or without ASD to see if they find them funny. Now, I didn't find any of these 10 jokes funny because they were objectively not fucking funny. <laughs> so I wrote down, you've got to reject this because unless you've got like a marker of whether a joke is legitimately funny, wow, what the hell? But again, there are these persistent myths and stigmas about both ADHD and ASD. And that's one of the yeah, reasons really, we're doing yeah. this is to, is to try and educate people, not just with ADHD, but anyone who happens to stumble upon this fucking dog shit podcast that we do mm -hmm. might yes. be interested in either subject you know we've got to remove this stick we've got to educate because a significant number of, of people have either or one of these disorders <clears throat> now i'm sure alex would love me to say it's time to take a break but unfortunately it's not it's time for us to play another game of what has james lost mislaid or forgotten this week alex you can't uh, read the social cues about this game, can you? I, I, no, I, no I, I clearly can't. Obviously, you can't read. In, uh, actually, some, that's not true, is it? Because it, you do read a lot. But as, well, as long as it's about 16th century monarchs, for example. And the surrounding courtiers. Don't be, don't be so closed-minded. <laughs> you, you actually said to me the other day, I sometimes dip into the 15th century as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. Anyway, I think you've got 13 right out of about. Is it? No, I've given, I've given you an extra. Anyway, if anyone knows the score, 13. can you please message us to let us know? Because I don't know. We'll say it's 13. No, out 16. Out of, yeah. Out of 16. Fuck off. Approximately. Give no, or take. About 24. Let's right, play the I game. Jesus. I, I recently visited the, 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 um, the Derek Bowie World Fan Convention, as it was called by people who messaged me to say that. Thanks to you. I love now, you for that, people. I love you. There are, there are people out there messaging me saying, uh, to saying Derek Bowie instead of David Bowie. So I went to the, to the Derek Bowie World Fan Convention in yeah. Liverpool. I had, had a brilliant time. And because I know you don't really pay attention to my social media output, I impulsively bought a record, my favourite Derek Bowie album, Station to Station, and I saw what was an early repress. You don't understand cultural references, Alex. But that means that it was issued in a year, and then a couple of years later they repressed it. So an early repress, it's, it's quite good, and it was a very good quality. So I was like, 40 quid, sold. I walked out, and there was something shonky about it. So what I want to know is what was shonky about this record that I bought. Was it A the wrong album was it b the wrong year or was it c the the wrong artist Ooh. good question i don't think it'd be the wrong artist because you have a picture of derek on your bedside table <laughs> yeah and a tattoo of him on my leg as well. Although yeah. I was told by a friend it looks more like David Beckham than <laughs> Derek Bowie. I know who that is. What was the first one? Wrong album. Uh, wrong year. Wrong year or wrong artist. I oh, don't you didn't, you didn't Oh no, you did on. actually you did you did use the insulting me as your as your as your Yeah, um, yeah. Apologies. Yeah. It was just subtle. That's why it passed you by. Not the wrong <laughs> I don't think it's the wrong album. Because he probably only had one. I don't know who he is. I think it's number two, wrong year. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what I didn't notice, and this was in big letters on the front on the sticker, was it said, uh, 1972 repress, 
the album yeah. wasn't released until 1976. So I, I bought a repress that was released four years before the album was released. And that's what shonky means, is it just fraudulent? Yeah, exactly. So, and I, and I didn't notice that, obviously, until I'd left the Derek Bowie con- convention and was walking back to the hotel, proudly holding this album, and went, oh, fuck. So, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's my inattention, as opposed to losing something. That means you've got 14, and you've, yes. ruined, my day. you've ruined my day, Alex. You've ruined Good. my day. Thank you. Thank you. Um, right, we can now actually take a break, and we'll be back with some top tips in part three. See you in a bit. Vietzain. Welcome back to the third and final part of episode 34 oh, yeah. of the ADHD Adults Podcast. Oh, it's written on the screen, yeah. 34 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we're talking about ADHD and ASD. Too many acronyms? No. No. Abbreviations. No. Yeah. Okay, so out of my generosity, because actually my top tips have been getting better recently, and it makes you... I certainly haven't been hindering people. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I haven't actively killed somebody through no. a bad tip, at least... Not since Podcast 23, I think. Exactly. So I'm going to let you go first, Alex. Do you have any top tips about this subject? Um, yeah, so, so obviously this lived experience of, of ASD and ASC is more important than anything we can say. Mm-hmm. So this is psychoeducation stuff and ADHD stuff rather than ASD. I think, James, as you know, we should have called this podcast <laughs> Emotional Acceptance, blah, blah, blah. We do when, when we're offline, don't we? We do, yeah. It's, it's really hard learning how to regulate some of our social dysfunction whatever you know whatever we have when we really want mm. to and but doing that without masking who we actually are that's the balance that is is really is really difficult i think if you think that maybe you have both adhd and asd my top tip tip is is just have a, a really good think preferably with like a friend or a counselor or someone call, call tim maybe <laughs> did i say top tip tim. <laughs> you said top tim this is helpful it's a serious bit so have a think about the elements of of both of these things that negatively affect you and the people around you the most these are probably the ones to work on for me especially i mean that's true if you just have adhd especially if you think you have both adhd and asd traits we all know there is a fine line between disorder and a neurodivergence and there are some aspects of my neurodivergent brain that i kind of like for example i have some amazing and very dangerous anecdotes in my past I don't think having the same lunch for a decade is a massive deal and always wearing sunglasses <laughs> through the winter or noise cancelling headphones a lot. I think it comes down to self-authoring what you want to change and what you don't and control. So I would say that thinking about strategies to deal with the behaviours that I would like to change and which ones are the important ones, so what to tackle first. That's my top tip here. I had a recent um, message on on the Twitter from someone saying, oh, you know, I have both. What should I get sorted? And, and my view is, well, you really need to talk to, to somebody about this and it depends what is affecting you the most. Mm. And and yeah, that's it. That's the top tip. Not helpful, I, I guess. What about you, old friend? I, I wasn't listening to any of that. No, I mean, not, not, not just because obviously you, you, you bore me to the point of desperation. No. Um, I just, my, my mind was wondering. Okay, so um, James's top tips, which is uh, really should be um, renamed. Mm. So what I would say is that and the last thing you said about which should I get seen to first, I think it's a really important point because the treatment options for the two different neurodivergent conditions are not the same. Um, 
for ASD, there isn't a, a medication. There isn't a drug or a, a treatment you can take which will reduce your symptoms. It's really about managing those symptoms and learning about your, your neurodivergent condition. So for many, it's challenging to know whether you should pursue a diagnosis of ASD. I get lots of messages saying, I've just done the AQ50, which is a, an, an autism spectrum disorder test where you fill in a load of questions and it tells you whether you are likely to have an autistic spectrum disorder or not. And they'll say, I came out with a score of 37 and it, it says possible. So what should I do? And what I'll always say is, well, again, again, it's really up to you. If you feel that the the traits of ASD that you've got are really having an impact on your life. There are things that will help, but there isn't, you know, methylphenidate or, or uh, amphetamine to, to treat it. So if you feel that you have both, my advice would, would be because ADHD is treatable. Now, now, I don't know the waiting times for ASD assessment, but I'm imagining they're pretty shit, just like ADHD, because yeah, it's yeah. largely the same teams in the community that deal with these things. It's largely teams associated with neurodiver neurodiversity. So, <clears throat> you know, you go with whichever, whichever you feel you need to target, but just remember there isn't really a, a treatment as such for ASD. But if you feel you really need to know or that it will help you explain you, then yeah, seek a diagnosis. As you know, getting diagnoses for any psychiatric or neurodevelopmental condition isn't easy. We've, we've talked about this so much, and we're not blaming the NHS because people working in the NHS are working their asses off, but they're yeah, just hamstrung as well. They are. They've been massively under-resourced for, for years, so they, they just don't have the capacity. Um, what I would say is, though, that, that now right to choose, which we talked about for ADHD, also exists for autistic spectrum disorder. So if you did want to get a diagnosis, you can go to the GP and say, please refer me to uh, insert provider here using my NHS constitutional right to choose where I go. So that will that will bring down the waiting time. For, uh, secondly, if you find that you've got ASD traits and you're in an environment that you're uncomfortable with, like being at Alex's house, for example, mm -hmm. learn to accept that it's okay to get out. And this is an ADHD and an ASD thing. Yeah, really. Um, speaking of Alex, and I, I visited you, was it last week? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and within four seconds, I felt uncomfortable and wanted to leave. But because, um, you know, we, we had jobs to do, I, I yeah. couldn't. And and there, again, I was stimming for a good six hours in your house as I really wanted to, as I really wanted to get out. Seriously, though, I, you know, I did want to leave. No, <laughs> no seriously, <laughs> I really struggle with this. Even in the most accommodating of company, even in my own home, sometimes I feel like I can't leave because yeah. of what people will think of me. And I am working on this. I've got there in some situations, some social situations where I can just walk away, but I'm not in others. <clears throat> and learning to put yourself first is a big step. Emotional acceptance, blah, 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 blah. blah. Very good. Yeah. Fabulous. Right. We've got a, a product recommendation of the week. <laughs> <clears throat> so we mentioned an app, I think, last time. Uh, this is a different app. It's an app called Finch, and it uses gamification to drive you to self-care more. So it's a little bit like a shit Tamagotchi and you've got a bird on your phone and it will keep reminding you to go in and it will give you points if you do some press-ups or if you have a drink or if you meditate or if you do something nice. Mine is already dead, by the way. So it's clearly not worked for me. But Mrs. ADHD engaged with it for a good 10 days, I reckon, wow. before she got bored with it. So, so give it a bash. It might help you. 
on that note, that was episode 34 of the ADHD Adults, where we talked about ADHD and ASD. If you want to get in touch, contact us on the socials, or just contact me, because obviously you don't want to contact him. Um, if you've got any suggestions for future podcast episodes, or you just want to say hi, and we will see you soon. See you later. Bye, all.